Coming up on Sports Talk with Marcel. Who won the college football championship last night in Miami? And we also recap this past NFL weekend's wildcard games and your NBA roundup and my thoughts on Kyrie Irving. We have MLB news and rumors and this day in sports history. Also, my final thought coming up on Sports Talk with Marcel. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of Sports Talk with Marcel. Thank you guys for joining me for another great episode I have lined up for you guys. We're going to get into the NBA, NFL, college football, sports, this day in sports history, and, of course, my final thought. We're going to kick the show off with the college football in season in the last night of the Alabama Crescent Tide defeat the Ohio State Buckeyes 52-24. to Pretty much game was out of reach halftime. Um, Matt Jones showed us why he could be a potential elite, elite starter quarterback in the next level as he completed 36 of 45, 464 yards, five touchdowns. Most of that was done in the first half. Um, the Dante Smith showed us why he's a Heisman. He probably will um, be the second pick to the horrible New York Jets as he played a hell of a game to a reception, 215 yards, Three touchdowns before he got injured in that believe third quarter. Justin Fields played a horrible game, probably his worst um, worst game as a college athlete. Seventeen of thirty-four, seventeen of thirty-three. Sorry, one hundred and ninety-four yards and one touchdown is not nearly enough to get it done against, especially against a team like Alabama. Um, Nick Saban, tremendous coach, definitely the greatest um, college football coach. Some would say. Um, greatest of all time in any sports. When you have to put Phil and Bill Belichick ahead of him, um, but he compete. Uh, he captured his seventh national championship la- um, last night. What more can you say about this guy? Legendary already. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he got at least another year or two, maybe three left in him. And I can see him winning two of the next three. Well, whatever you want to. He's going to win at least at least one of the next three, if that's what it takes. Um, but it was a tremendous game. It was a tremendous game. Good to watch it. I didn't see pretty much of it. It was a, it was a not much of a competitive game. Um, probably... Um, Probably the most dominating championship Alabama have won in recent years. So, what can you say? The NFL wildcard weekend um, finished Sunday night um, as the Cleveland Browns showed us that you never underestimate the underdog. And that's exactly what they showed us as they led 35 to 10 going in the half and they obviously defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers 48 to 37. As Baker Mayfield played a tremendous game, 21-34, 263 yards, and the three touchdowns. Ben Rosselberg, I cannot say too much for you, as he competed, completed 47 of 68 balls. Wow. 501 yards, four touchdowns, but also four interceptions, probably, I believe, five total turnovers. And that's just unacceptable for an elite quarterback like that, especially elite and Hall of Fame quarterback like that. And some will probably even get to say, where do they go from here? I would say being either retire or 
He will have to finish his career with a uh, with a average team. He won't be a he won't be going to no elite team if he decides to leave Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh decide to cut ties with him. I don't see him going to no elite team. I really don't. I don't see him going to New Orleans. If Drew Brees retired, decides to retire. I don't see him going to the Chargers. I don't see him going anywhere. But maybe to one of them subpar teams like the Jets, the Jaguars, maybe. Who knows? But the Cleveland Browns, they didn't practice all week. They didn't have a coach. And you just wonder, like, what all of this explosiveness come from from this offense? Because they showed us something different um, Sunday night. A lot of people didn't expect this. I didn't expect the score to be the way it was, but I thought it was going to be a close game. But it wasn't from the jump. The Chicago Bears go into New Orleans and lose. I'm not even going to say lose. They get embarrassed. The game was so embarrassed that the fact Nick, um, Sean Payton got slammed after the game because the game was broadcast on Nickelodeon or they had some kind of broadcast. That's a joke to me. You that horrible of a team that they want to just say, you know what? We want to bring Nickelodeon aboard to broadcast your game. And it either that's bad enough, but to get embarrassed and only score nine points? Three points in the first three quarters. This Bears team is just the worst I've ever seen. I'm from Chicago. I hate to say that. They are the worst sports team in the city. On paper and on field. Film, live, whatever you want to say. They have great talent. But they just cannot put it together when it comes to playing on the field. It just it just can't. The Williams dropped the touchdown. Mr. Bisky on the sideline looking sad, you know, looking worried. I would be worried if I was him. Cause if I was if I was in charge of the Chicago Bears, I would have let him go yesterday. Hey, bro, we not signing you. We not signing you for no fifth option. We not giving you no starting role. Absolutely not. Jabriz completed 28 for 39, 265 yards, two touchdowns. Mr. Biscay, again, 19 to 29, 199 touchdowns, 199 yards and one touchdown. The guy's not a leader. He's not a leader at all. He's not a leader at all. You play one year in college, and they people think you the oh he can oh, he gonna take them to, he gonna get them to the Super Bowl. No, you cannot even get us a playoff win, bro. It's just not happening. Besides Russ Grossman, I think Mr. Busy is the worst quarterback Bears ever had in life over anybody. Jim Miller, Cal Orton, Russ Grossman, um, you name it, he's worse. He have good athletic ability to get out the pocket, but he just make horrible decisions. He make horrible decisions. I didn't see not him fighting with the the fighting to get back in the game as a as a quarterback as a quarterback. 
your leadership is going to be judged by how you interact with your players when the game is good, going good, going bad. I seen the game. I don't know what time it was in the game, but I know it was in the third quarter. And the Bears was losing, I believe, 10 to 3. I see this guy on the sideline just, just chilling. That That is the time for you to get up, rally your team together. Hey, come on, let's do this. Um, You know, let's get going. Let's get going. Like, they still was in the game the entire, basically of this entire game. But mentally, they wasn't in the game at all. And I pulled up some stats. And I seen it. They The Bears are the worst penalized team. No, I'm sorry. They are the most stupidest team drawing penalties. I've seen so many dumb penalties in that game. It was ridiculous. Miller got threw out, got ejected over something that was stupid. You're already down a wide receiver. Idiotic. Third down efficiencies. Chicago Bears defense was ranked top three, top five. They let the Saints go 11 from 17. And they only went one for 10. Points, punts, set Bears punt the ball them every time they got the ball. Seven times and the New Orleans Saints punted the ball three times. But that's not the worst part to me. In any NFL game, the team that have the ball the most is probably a bigger percentage they're going to win. Out of 60 minutes, the Bears only had the ball for 21 minutes. 21 minutes, two seconds. You're not going to win any game like that. You can score nine points. That's a tragedy. I don't know where they go from here. If it was me, we know what we know what you know you know what I would do. I would get rid of everybody. Coach Daggy, he's not the right coach. He don't know if you want to be a he don't know if you want to be a coach or a play caller. That's why they call it head coach. You are the head coach. Some teams do it good, some teams they just not able to do both. And he is one of them. The Baltimore uh, Ravens defeat the Tennessee Titans. Finally defeat the Tennessee Titans. They lost their last two appearances, and even including that one um, last year divisional game when they were the number one team. And they disappointed me because they was my Super Bowl pick. But they got it done um, last Saturday as Lamar Jackson completed for 27, I mean 17 to 24, 199 yards, I believe. And one interception, but he did have a tremendous day on the game on the ground. 16 carries, 134 yards, and of course a rush of touchdowns. Um, Ryan Tannehill, not so much of a good game. 18 of 26, 165 with touchdown and one interception. They just neutralized Derrick Henry. I believe he got like 58 yards on 20 some carries. Not going to cut it against this Baltimore team. You have to control the clock. And you have to score points. 13 points, not going to win most games. you just not. Lamar Jackson finally get the monkey off the back as he get his first playoff win. And that was the storyline going into this game. Can Lamar Jackson get it done? Can he run the ball well? Can he throw the ball well? And he did both. But he also ain't help from the defense. 
But he have a big matchup this coming weekend against the Buffalo Bills. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers win a close one in Washington as they defeat the Washington football team 31-23. Tom Brady hit, of course, a style of game 22-40, 381 yards, two touchdowns. And this guy, Hinkley, 24-44, throwing one touchdown, one interception. He came out and showed us, man, I deserve to be in this league. I deserve to be in this league. I've earned my way. He got a lot of respect on um, social media after this game. Just remember that name come next season. He could potentially be the future of the football team. That's if they want him to, because we don't know what going how we we don't know what going to going on Alex Smith. They just they just released Dwayne Haskins weeks ago. Bust to me, but that's another subject for another day. But this guy Hinkley came out and played his butt off. Played his butt off. Played a tremendous game, but it was in a loser effort. But he still got a lot of praise, like I said, from social media. A lot of uh, players came out and showed their love. What more can you ask of him? He did what he had to do. The LA Rams defeat the Seattle Seahawks 30 to 20 as. Russell Wilson had probably the worst games I've ever seen in my life. 11 to 27, 174 yards, two touchdowns and a one interception. What was DK Metcalf? What was Tyler Lockett? What what it was? What Carson was? It's like this guy have no help. Ever since Richard left, um, Cam Chancellor left, Errol Thomas, you don't have the Legion of Doom no more. You don't have Doug Ballin and Beast Mode back there no more. He don't have them. And this is the result you're going to happen. I was surprised, shocked, but then again, I wasn't because he have no weapons. But DK Metcalf, when you take when you take your number one number one on receiver out the entire game, you're not going to win any games. And plus you have an average, close to average running back, you're not going to win a lot of games. It just shows on the field. Jared Goff, 19 of, 9 of 19, 155, one touchdown. He didn't do nothing. It was that defense. They was all over Russell Wilson. He ain't know where to go. Mentally, he wasn't there. Physically, he was. That's what I would say because he didn't know what was going on. And I just, and I'm, I, I, the question is starting to, I'm starting to think about it. What do, see how the organization go from um, Pete Carroll? Because it's been two, three years where he was one and done. I believe he had one year, one good year left. Not even good year, but one year left for them to say, you know what, we're going we gonna to go a different direction. You don't use, he is, it's not the same old Seattle team years ago. Indianapolis Colts go to Buffalo and play a, a tremendous game, but still come up short as the Buffalo Bills defeat the Indianapolis Colts 27-24. Josh Allen, another tremendous game, 26-35, 324 yards, two touchdowns. Phillip Rivers may have played his last game in the losing effort, 27-46, 309, two touchdowns. He should retire. You have nothing to give. You have no more to give. You want to, but I don't believe the Colts are going to go in your direction, even though they – Saying that they looking to get Carson Wentz. 
We'll do that leave with Phillip Rivers. I don't think he want to go another. I, do, I think he want to have at least play another year or two. But personally, mentally, Rivers, you need to retire, man. You have no more to win. You we want another great. Sad to say that you didn't win the Super Bowl, man. But re, re, realistically, it's not going to happen, bro. Probably as a backup, but as a starter, no. Divisional rounds um, begin this weekend as the LA Rams travel to Green Bay. Should be a good game. Buffalo um, welcome Baltimore Ravens. The Cleveland Browns and the Kansas City Chiefs. That should be an interesting game. Just because of what Cleveland just did to the Steelers. That's going to be the game I'm watching for. Forget all of these other ones. I will be watching that Cleveland and Kansas City game. Tampa Bay and the New Orleans Saints. They, the rubber match. First time. I believe it's the first time in NFL history two 40-year-old quarterbacks meet in the playoff. Probably not the first time. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I'm going to look it up. Um, But Tampa Bay and New Orleans. Hey, I, hey it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a tremendous going. I, I, I won't be surprised if the score... In 40-some, 40, 40 to 40, or not 40 to 40, but 40-some to 40-some. High-scoring game, maybe, because they both defenses suck. It's just, when you play a team like the Bears, of course you're going to just dominate their line because the offensive line is horrible. Tampa Bay offensive line is, is, is a little banged up, but... I can expect this game to be higher scoring, to be honest with you, because come playoff time, Drew Brees may be playing on his last leg. Tom Brady want to win the Super Bowl. Hey, it, it, it should be a high score game. It should be. Everyone, everything points to a high scoring game in this game. You have the running backs, you have the quarterbacks, have the wide receivers on both sides of the field. So this should on both on both teams. I mean. This should be a high-scoring game. But we're going to look at it. We're going to get the key matchups and the key victory to that one. We're going to go ahead and to two this day in sports history. It is now time for this day in sports history. In 1966, 54 years to the day, the Boston Celtics coach, Red Auerbach, records his 1,000 NBA career victory with the regular season and with playoff. With a 114-102 victory over the Los Angeles Lakers in Boston. In 1975, 46 years to the day, Super Bowl IX, Tulane Stadium, New Orleans, Louisiana, the Pittsburgh Stutters beat the Minnesota Vikings 16-6 behind Pittsburgh running back MVP Franco Harris. In 2015, six, six years to the day, college football national championship game AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, the number four ranked Ohio State Buckeyes beat number two ranked Oregon Ducks 42-20. This has been your This Day in Sports History. That was your uh, This Day in Sports History. The NBA round of the games played last night as the Milwaukee Bucks defeat the Atlanta Magic 
$2.99. And the Memphis Grizzlies, surprisingly, playing good, very well without John Morant. And they defeat the Cleveland Cavaliers 101-99. The Washington Wizards get past the Phoenix Suns. So very surprising by this score, 128-107. The Charlotte Hornets, another surprise team. Lamelo Ball is probably potentially, right now, rookie of the year, but that could change in the next coming of weeks and months. As they defeat the New York Knicks 109 to 88. The Philadelphia 76 lose to Atlanta Hawks 112 and um to 94. Um Portland Trailblazers win a nail biter into um as they defeat the Toronto Raptors 112 to 111. And the nightcap with the Kings and the Pacers as the Kings beat the Pacers 127 to 122. Tonight's game in the NBA is the Miami Heat go against the Philadelphia 76ers. There were Nuggets and the Brooklyn Nets. Utah and the Cleveland, um, Cleveland Cavaliers. The hot um, San Antonio Spurs and Oklahoma City Thunder. The LA Lakers and Houston Rockets. Indianapolis Pacers and the Golden State Warriors. Now this Kyrie situation, you know, Kyrie has been probably partying, or that's what the rumors say, partying, you know, not really giving a damn about the COVID-19 protocols. And it's just surprising me the guy missed, I think, believe three, well, four straight, if he missed tonight, I believe, four straight or five straight, one of those. Um, after missing the past three games, three games because of the NBA health and safety protocols, Brooklyn Nets star Kevin Durant returned Sunday against the Oklahoma City Thunder, scoring 36 in the 129-116 loss. Kyrie Irving, meanwhile, missed his third straight game for personal reasons. What could those personal reasons be? I wonder. The Nets have selected not to in um to talk about it on um comment on Kyrie's um injuries. I mean his absence with coach Steve Nash saying Friday he has communicated with All Star Guard but wanted to keep those conversations very private. Asked whether he was satisfied with Irvin's communication skills. Nash again said that he wanted to keep that conversation private. That's what I understand about reporters. They ask you a question, you know, when I was going to ask you again. I don't get it. Are you going with you? Are you trying to make me answer the, give you the right answer? I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Um, all the communication with Kyrie being the organization, I'm going to keep it private again. Nah, I said Sunday. But I'm sure you'll hear from him at some point. I hope so. Cause he said weeks ago he didn't want to talk to the media. I'm I'm sure I'm sh- I'm definitely definitely sure he not gonna want to talk about that. He I don't think he gonna want to talk about that one. We know Kyrie. He, Kyrie is a how can I explain this guy, man? On court, probably the probably top three guards, but when it comes to the media, probably the most probably the most selfish. Self-absorbed person you ever wanted to meet. Just off of what he give you. He don't want to talk to the media. The earth is flat. It's just, the guy just, he always making news, man. It's just crazy. But he's a tremendous player. Tremendous player. I wonder what he would say. Um, I wonder what the questions he would be um, asked. Besides, do you want to elaborate? On your whereabouts or your absence. He's like, nah, I'm cool. I can see him saying that. 
What would surprise me if he do answer those? That would very surprise me. But I don't see that. Brooklyn Ness is actually declining in the standings. So, Kyrie, you better come on, speak up, or, you know, show up, because it's a long season. You don't want to be trying to get to the playoff. You want to be already in position to be in the playoff um, by probably, I will say, April. Beginning of April, for sure. That's like a two-month process. Because the East is very competitive this year. From Charlotte Hornets and the Atlanta Hawks, they are making noise. Um, it's gonna be a tough year in the East, and it may be news the Minnesota White Sox don't the White Sox don't just have the Twins, Minnesota Twins, in the American League Central in their sights. They've been one of the few aggressive teams across the league this offseason as they push hard to run deep until October. The eyes are on a real series. Last Monday night brought another huge splash. When the White Sox agreed to a three-year deal was top, top, top closer Liam Hendrick with a club option for a fourth year. Sources told MLB.com Hendrick is guaranteed $54 million over the lifetime of a unique structure contract, which includes a $15 million club option for the fourth season of 2024. Or a fifteen year a fifteen million dollar buyout that will be paid out over a designated period of time. Congrats to the, um Liam Hendricks. He had found him a new home as the Minnesota Twins, you know, gave him up, basically. Now you know, I don't think you want to give up the team or give up a player to that's in your division. And so good kudos to the Minnesota um you know um Chicago White Sox. You know, one of my favorite MLB teams. Of course, I I, I bleed White Sox. I'm a, I support all my Chicago teams. I am a Chicago native, by the way. I do support all my teams, but I just love me some White Sox. I really do. I wasn't mad when the Cubs won the World Series in twenty sixteen. I was happy for them, but I still was, you know, Chicago White Sox. And plus, fact, I used to work for them. So, you know, I used to meet a lot of the players. Jermaine Dye, a lot of good players. Joe Creed, uh, Paul Canerco, uh, Mark Burley. Uh, Just just tremendous players over the years of the White Sox. Probably one of my best years of working there was probably 2010. What was it, 2010? Was it 2010? Was it 2010? 20, uh, 20, 20, 2011. It was 2011. Tremendous, tremendous organization. Um, more news is coming out of the Atlanta Braves. They are more focused on the adding of the left fielder than, than, a, th- than a third baseman and expect Alex Austin Riley to open 2021 as they started at the hot corner. The free agent, the free agent market is Shattered with quality outfielders, including George Springer, Jackie um, Jackie and Bradley Jr., Michael Benley, uh, Eddie Rosario, Jock Peterson, Jerick, um, Jerickson, um, Pramar, Pramar, Papar, and Adam Devine, who has not tendered by Atlanta in December. There's also Azuna, who is unclear of Atlanta, is still mugging a reunion. With the slugger who made 39 of 30, 60 starts 
that the Rays designated hitter last season. The universe doesn't hit the hit DH isn't current is it isn't currently in place for 2021 season. Guaranteed when the Braves signed Ozuna to a one year $18 million deal last January, they didn't know the NAL would be have DH a part of the COVID 19 protocols in 2020. So at some point, they were comfortable with Ozuna as their starting left fielder. So it looked like they have some some work to do in Atlanta. Um seemed like they um not committed to sign Ozuna. He's a tremendous player, you know. So he, I, I've seen the guy. He played tremendous good in the NLCS against the um Dodgers. Um I believe the series before that one. And I, I would sign him. I would sign him to probably a two or three year deal. He do deserve that. He show he was the contributor to your team. Uh, made you get to the where y'all position at now, and so I believe it's fair for him to you know get what he wants. You know, um, he do um deserve it. He's a tremendous player, of course, the f- very good outfielder. Um, we're gonna get into my final thought. My final my final thought. I'm gonna dedicate it to my to my listeners. Thank you guys for your support and your love. Continuously to do what you do. Come back and join me each and every um, one, two times a week. Sometimes they're going to get more. And we have more and more and more to give for you all this 2021 season. 21, not season, 2021 year. And I just thank and appreciate all the love you give me. Continuously to show your support. And I'm going to show mine back. Um, so thank you once again for all of my listeners. I will be back Friday for another great episode. Hope you guys enjoy this episode more than I have. Hope you guys have a tremendous week and God bless. I will see you guys Friday. Peace out.